Hi there, welcome to Article 23, your podcast all about work. I'm James Hancock. I'm joined by Rhonda Brighton-Hall. Hi, great to be here. And Suzanne Gavrilovich. Lovely to be here. And we are up to episode 35, and this week we are going to talk about a huge topic for that one, all about privilege. Love this topic. So, we had a pretty good setup on this topic with the Rugby World Cup. We did. It was like a perfect setup. It's pretty good. Our timing is perfect. Or... Anyway, so South Africa obviously had a spectacular win over England for that. And the amazing captain Sia Khaleesi has a terrific life story from the poorest of backgrounds in Port Elizabeth to that world stage as captain of South yeah. Africa in the win. So It's so cool. And you, you just watch it cry. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, and you need to watch that. We can't do it justice, but please do look it up. And also look up the coach Rassi Erasmus talking about the opportunity to use privilege as an influence on race, poverty, and a whole inspiration for a better future for a nation and the entire world. Yeah, it's inc- it's incredible. It's incredibly perfect use of privilege. Yeah, yeah, to that's actually right. use it for good. Yeah, and, and the will... privilege of the world stage. It was fantastic. Yeah, and we'll carry that through for the rest of the of the session as well. Yeah, perfect. And on that note, we are going to talk about privilege, as we said. So we tend to take privilege in Australia as a bit of a negative, but yep. we want to take that lead and talk about it as an opportunity because that's exactly what it is. It is, but it's an incredibly challenging concept to make use of. Um, but if we do make use of it in our organisations, we can create fairer organisations and fairer society. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So why don't we start with what what is privilege? What is this whole concept? Well, there's a dictionary definition. So let's start there. <laughs> yeah. So it's actually described as special rights, advantages or immunities. And when we first started mm-hmm. looking at that, that's what we were looking at. We started in 2014, actually. So it's a long time ago at New South Wales Uni. We we're actually looking at um, what if the, if the rules of the game are stacked against women, why do some women still make it? So mm. a giant appreciative inquiry across four organisations. And what we were trying to discover was what is it about those women that they can take a stat deck and still win? Yep. And is yep. there anything in common with them that's helping them get, get through that? Yep. And so when we started looking at that, we said, okay, there is some elements that they have in common. Then we started taking those elements and having a look whether they also applied to their peers, the men in ASX organisations and, organisa- and companies, and the list held true. And then we started mapping it to ASX 10 boards and exec mm-hmm. teams and top public servants, and the correlations were really quite startling. So it started off as a bit of a hunch, yep. became a set of data, and it's gone on from there. Yeah, and so from that set of data, there was the big TED Talk in 2017, right? Yeah, we took that into 2017, which was my first TED Talk, and it was the seven aces of privilege and how to play without them. Because we thought, that's fine, you can be all grumpy about not having privilege, but the reality is, what else can you do? Yeah. You can't just yeah. sit on your backside and worry about it. What else can you do? And since then, we now know it's not seven, it's ten. There's ten aces of privilege. And the 10 things that absolutely correlate to all our big organisations and public institutions and all senior leaders. And it's quite a remarkable level of correlation. Yeah, absolutely. And what have we been doing since then? And well, it has got even more interesting because what we've done since then, and we now know the the factors map, all 10 of them, how do we open up that conversation? Because Mm. especially in this country, we have such a strong view that we're so egalitarian and so (laughs) equal. And also we have individuals, of course, who think, no, I've worked very hard. How dare you think that I was handed all this based on my privilege that I was born with. I'm actually a very hardworking, very wonderful human being. And I've no doubt 
many of the people in those roles are, but they didn't want to feel they've been handed everything. And so we weren't just challenging personal achievements. We were also in personal success, but we were also challenging our national identity. And that's a pretty big challenge. It is. But then reflecting on how much privilege is, how much privilege, sorry, you've had Mm. can be really um, give you a lot of empathy and help you to think about how much privilege someone else mightn't have had um, and help you maybe make, make up some ground for them. Yeah, so how do you use it? How do you use it? Absolutely. Totally agree. And so that makes it really clear, I think, on why we need to open up this conversation on privilege. And I think the setup and that dictionary definition on advantage absolutely means it's hard for us in Australia um, because it starts to sound like disadvantage, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's that's tough. That feeling of negativity can be really grating. Um, but I think that means the conversation can be too, but we should bear with it. Yeah, and I think it, what it does for us is despite best efforts to look at things like merit and recruitment and yeah. fairness and everything else, yeah. it opens up the fact that how do we want to use this? Because if the correlation is not about your education or your ability or your resume or something like that, it's actually about the privilege that you were born with. Mm. Then it challenges us to think, how do we open up opportunities? How do we change it? What sort of society do we want to work in and live in? And what do we want to do with that information? It is absolutely the foundation of diversity and inclusion. Absolutely the foundation. Yeah. So bearing that in mind, what can we do as individuals so once again, that self-reflection on your own privilege yep. and how others who have missed out and how you can support them. Yep. And I, and I think part of that, and this is something that we've had many hours of conversation, including today, <laughs> yes. as yeah. we said in the side, <laughs> yeah, we have. including today, is to challenge our emotional response to this because we all feel we're not as privileged as some, yep. so it's not fair. Yep. Um, and we, we, we don't like tall poppies, so we don't like people that sort of stand up and the whole family rises up, mum, dad, Mm. son, daughter, husband, wife, they all rise up together. Mm. And we do love underdogs. So I personally, I know, I have to admit it, that if I see someone who's been, you know, son, daughter, a fruit shop owner, rise up against the odds to become a leading academic or a CEO, I'm more impressed than I am by someone who tells me this story that, you know, mum, dad was a CEO and now I am. It's mm. like, sure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I love the stories of people who've beaten the odds. Mm. And so I think I'm, I'm quite normal in that yeah. regard. And it's always relative, isn't it? It's who you compare with and against and despite where your privilege is at, yeah. you're comparing to the groups that don't represent the full spectrum. Yeah. I think it's kind of a key thing. So I think we can use it thoughtfully, like you said, to look at careers as well. These career conversations that we keep having in corporates need to get real. Um, we need to start to think about what it takes to get you where you want to go um, from where you currently are, whatever point that is. We know you need mentors and sponsors that either know or listen for your lived experience and that know this game uh, and genuinely appreciate the obstacles and potholes that you have to get through. Yeah, I, and I think this is that heart of the conversation about intersectionality. Yeah. And it is hearing someone else's lived experience because we might go, here were my potholes, here were the tough things I had to deal with. But if we're born in the majority race, which in Australia is white, Yep. There's a privilege that goes with that. And mm-hmm. so I don't really appreciate racism or the impact it has on your confidence or your opportunities or your sponsorship. And so I really need to stop talking and listen to the fact. What is the, What does that mean? How did it impact you? How did it, address, how did it impact your opportunities? And I think that correlation between socioeconomic adversity yep. or socioeconomic advantage yeah. and some elements of diversity inclusion like cultural and linguistic diversity 
like Indigenous diversity, there's such a strong correlation that we need to think carefully about the fact that these lived experiences are different yeah. and tougher. Mm. And if yeah. they're tougher, what can we do about it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that's sort of thinking about it from an individual perspective. What can we do in our organisations? I, I think the organisations, and obviously I'm quite I'm outspoken on this topic, and I apologise, <laughs> I get quite excited, but I think what it does for organisations is it takes diversity and inclusion out of that cloud of political correctness, where everybody yeah. goes, yes, intellectually, I think fairness is a good thing, so therefore I'm a good person, so now we can all move on. <laughs> but we actually need to think more deeply, we need to have yeah. a different conversation about inclusion. Who does well in our organisation? What mm. is it that correlates with doing well here and who doesn't? What is it that correlates not doing well? Yep. As Suzanne's point about how can, what can someone with privilege, with a lot of privilege, can do with it to yep. actually support others or to lift others up? So if you want to distribute opportunity through your organisation, then you really need to understand the role that privilege is playing in your organisation and opportunities now. Yeah, it, that's such a perfect description. Yeah. You have to understand that privilege is part of your game already. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to do about it? You're just yeah. going to leave it there yeah. or, and take out the 90% of the people who don't have it or are you going to do something with it? Totally agree. So what are the 10 elements of privilege? Well, it, we have worked so hard at refining and defining these 10. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time ever we're doing a sales pitch in our podcast, <laughs> except yeah. that we're actually pitching something for free because yeah. we want your help. And here's why. We want everyone all Australian businesses, including public organisations or, or public service, to have this conversation, to open it up to being much more self-aware about how much privilege and step up mm. we've each been given mm. um, and asking your organisations to open that conversation up and see how much privilege correlates to success at your place. And so for November and December, we're literally going to take our privilege index, which has been our baby for nearly three years formally with our clients. Yep. We're going to give it away with a facilitation guide so you know how to use it and run a really good session within a DNI framework of how to bring it to life. Yeah. To every subscribing member of the Moi community, to every single subscriber, we want you to grab it, take it, use it, tell us how it goes. Yeah, and all that we ask for that amazing free uh, product and free concept is let us know how you go on that. We're already working with Sydney Uni on these topics and on the data side, and we're using it, we've been using it uh, for a few years with clients around the country and a little bit now around the world. But we want as many of these conversations as we can um, have as possible and we want to hear how they go and how we can evolve it further. I know. And we're pretty sure that mm. we know what the 10 privilege factors are that count most in Australia. Yeah. Um, but we want your views too. So to date, when we're working with an organisation, the privilege score out of 10 mm. yep. is between 8.5 and 9 for CEOs and exec teams. So it's very high. Yep. Uh, 75 for 75%, 7.5 average, yep. for the team directly under the executive team, and 50% for all people leaders. And that's very interesting because that means that even to become a people leader, you're almost swimming against the tide. That's pretty remarkable it if is. you've got privilege scores of less than 5 out of 10. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Now look, there'll be a note, how you get this, there'll be a note that goes out in our newsletter this week. If you don't receive that already and you want to know more about privilege, you know the drill. Email us at team at my.live and we'll get it out to you. Thank you. And we really do want as many people as possible having this conversation. It is the one conversation when we talk about belonging and identity. We've moved those conversations a long way forward. Yeah. But this one has been the hard one. People go, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to 
be insulting to anyone in power. I, I, I yeah. just want to be kind. And that's absolutely fine. But let's have a bit more self-awareness about the role that it's playing in Australian society, the role that's playing in our workplaces and what we might do about that. Yeah, this is a great opportunity to do that. It is a great opportunity. Can't wait. Thank you very much for having us. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.